Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Stephen has one shower a year Christmas, <laughs> whether he needs it or not yeah, it's Christmas, it's bath night <laughs> Hello and thanks for downloading another episode of 20 Minute Tim It might be Christmas but it doesn't light up We've got Party Crystal, Aberdeen, Dundee, Rangers, Comfort and potentially Dembele to talk about Thanks for listening Boys, it's officially, officially Christmas, Merry Christmas. It's the 20 Minute Tim's office Christmas party. <laughs> As we record this, it's Boxing Day, and a, a disclaimer before we go any further, we have been bevying. And you're a you're a big old sleepyhead today, <laughs> so we can't, can't expect much for you. So there, with alcohol being involved, there may be swearing on this podcast, there may be mild violence and full frontal nudity. <laughs> Struggling there, eh? I can't, eh? It's a fucking, it's the thing he uses on these cat food. It's not as you bottle them Ah, there we go. Melly, how was your Christmas? Ah, good. Usual Christmas Day festivities. We, we've just uh, finished watching the Dundee Celtic game. First half was was good. Second half was a bit nah, meh. The, the whole thing really was just very comfortable, to be honest. I, that's about the best word I can use to, to describe it. You look it. very comfortable. Was Thank that, you. A, a my, polar bear. Yes, I'm getting my <laughs> Christmas jumper on. I'll maybe tweet pictures of that afterwards. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just all right. It was a perfunctory get-it-done performance. Before the Melly, how do you how do you think Celtic's overall festive standard has been after after being humbled by Hearts? Have we really kicked on? I think so. I mean, that's three clean sheets. Three, three clean sheets in a row. The same centre half pair in every game. It looks more comfortable. It's only one or two changes in each game. The Thistle game, people said it was a bit of a struggle, but it was just about breaking them down. They were just ten men behind the ball. And it was just a matter of time before Celtic scored. Once it scored, easy. Aberdeen's second half performance was great. Today, first half, great. Then it sort of died off once we had the game won and controlled it. I was for, uh, We discussed this previous to hitting the record button, but I'll bring it up again for the sake of pod. I was following by the minute Celtic because I was at a Christmas dinner for the party. Because again, they were slating the performance. <laughs> and I happened to mention the group chat, another bad performance. And Melly criticised me heavily, <laughs> Stephen, for, for looking for too much out. into social media. Yeah, well, it shows it's different being at a game and watching it. It wasn't the best performance, but... I think I, it's almost impossible to follow games either on the sort of match threads on, on forums or on Twitter because it's just it just depends who's tweeting it rather yeah. than getting any genuine facts. And there's a lot of really, really grumpy people out there who want misplaced passes the end of the end of the world so you're right it's quite difficult to get a flavour when you're following these things at that exact point you said that I looked up and it was Boyata Lustig and Azure 
inside Thistle's half with the one Thistle striker. Everybody else was in Thistle's half. So, I mean, it was just about time just to break them down. Once Celtic got the goal, that was the game one because there was no way Thistle were going to create much. No. The goal was an absolute smashing finish from Armstrong, who oh, yeah. in that game was as good as he's been for a long, long time. He, he seemed to have a good start to the game and that he just went on from there. Great finish. It was kind of out of nothing, it wasn't mm. as if it was a good goal-scoring opportunity. And it just put it in at the top corner. Both goals in that game were really good. There was some good play in it. It wasn't the best overall performance. It was a bit, once the first goal went in, game over, and then just, it's all about seeing the game out. I think that's what the game today against Dundee was. Yeah, game I one, see much. it out, and on to the next it's one. It's been a tough period, though, because of the December fixtures being the way they are. You just need to get these games dealt with, to be honest. I know that doesn't sound very glamorous, but it's ultimately what successful teams have to do. They have to negotiate these sort of... Tend to, I don't want to use the word boring, but they can get a little bit turgid, these sort of I, December I mean, we games, don't even so. want to be talking about football now. No. <laughs> all these little, little oh, no, I'm still no, but we, I've spoken about a few a few times recently about how he's he's not been scoring goals this season. I think that's only his second league goal of the season that I can that I can remember anyway. He's been playing okay recently. He set up a lovely goal for Forrest recently at home. Well, well, lovely pass. But other than that, he's not he's not been as much of an attacking threat as he has been nah. in this season. You think that's been because he's been in and out of the side, Bailey? Or do you think it's the other way about because he's been in and out of the side, he's not been able to hit his stride? I think it, not just Armstrong, but a lot of players like Griffiths in and out, Dembele, Edward, Sinclair. All they've not had any players a bar Tierney and Brown maybe that consistently play every week. Forrest really, apart from the last couple of games, Forrest has, has gone on a pretty consistent run since Roberts got injured. So he's near enough, as close as a guaranteed starter as, as we've got. Even he's scoring the goals, which is yeah. fair enough. But even then, it's not as if he's playing well every week. He's been decent, no. but then he'll just do absolutely nothing one game. He'll be good another one. I think it's just we're just looking forward to this break. Get this break. It's good that we've had Thistle. Uh, not much of a game, a tough game against, well, a game, a big game against Aberdeen, yeah. then Dundee, win that, and then you've got another big game. It's not just, another, if it was a, any less of a game in this Saturday, you might think the team drops off, but this is where it's leading towards, so hopefully pump these people on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it's a good run to go on, because Celtic have just won three league games in a row for the first time since, I think, September. Yep. Um culminating in the, the previous game against Rangers on the 23rd. And that was run about the same time as the beat Anderlecht. So that was the last real great piece of form that Celtic have had. Um, so three games in a row is, is good. I mean, you take that into the, into the game the game. them, yes. Um, we put out a poll a couple of weeks ago. Who's the best Who's the best defender at the club? And it, with about 2,000 votes, people <laughs> were like, Ayer. And as soon as we saw we the scoffed. result from that poll, yeah. we were like, you're crazy, Ayer. You know, you... you, you you're wrong, flat wrong, but it turns out that they were probably right because the way he's been playing since he came in at the side melee. Oh, he's been excellent every game. It's He's barely playing. He made one mistake in one of the games, but he's just composed on the mm. ball and he's not a natural defender. It's just something he's come into in the last season or two. He looks like he's been playing there his whole life. He's got all the attributes to be a top, top player. Well, the Aberdeen game was a real watershed moment for Ayer because it was the first time he'd ever really been fancied in a, a properly big game mm. against decent opposition. I know he'd played a little bit in Europe, but that was an, an emergency. He played a, with Beaton 
against Astana <laughs> and Rosenborg. <laughs> I, I know, but um, he'd never really been fancied in any sort of must win. I mean, as much as against Aberdeen at home. That's a top of the league clash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's the first time he's ever been picked for one of those games on merit rather than just being either emergency or just throwing him in at home against sort of lesser opposition as he's played a few times this season. And he's totally lived up to it. We, we did, I mean, jokingly scoffed at the fact that people had voted him the best defender of the club. But we only really said that because there was no evidence for it. Aye. You know, he hasn't really proven anything because, as I said, he's never really been picked for a big Sh- game yet. Shows how much we know. <laughs> Waste, wasting the time here. What was interesting that against Aberdeen, he and Boyata look to have sort of swapped positions a little bit. When he's been playing at the back, I this is, he's been on the right quite a lot, whether it's as a, a sort of full-on right back or right-sided centre-half. But he and Boyata sort of switched and Boyata was on the right in this game. Generally, Boyata is the one on the left of the of the centre half. So, I don't know why that is. Maybe I think that's a more usually you put the more experienced guy on the left because he's dealt with that situation more because they're both right footed. Hmm. It might help when Comper comes in; he's left footed. He just naturally right. slots in there. But in this instance, Azure's a better passer of the ball, so it's better to put him on the left. Yeah, where he's not as fragile as hmm. Boyata. Frankly, like on that left, teams target that. So maybe Celtic have just thought we'll switch it's, it around. It was a bit of a battle that Aberdeen game. Well, it was a bit of a them booting fuck out. Is <laughs> what was there it? We go. There's a first Christmas F bomb. <laughs> <laughs> what was it you said about the fouls? Well, I uh, I looked. I was watching the first half back after the after the fact, and I thought, right, I'm going to count the fouls here because I looked at the stats <laughs> after the game. And it was eventually it was like twelve to ten, and that watching the first half, you're you like one never, of these boxing fans that keeps <laughs> their own scorecard, don't you? you? You never would have guessed that watching the first half because Aberdeen made five fouls in the first eight minutes. They were all cynical, yeah, fouls and, and as it was well. the nature of the fouls. Yeah, it was all very deliberate. It looked like it was going to turn into one of these games, much like Dundee at home was earlier this season, where they were just rotating the fouls, taking turns to bring down guys. But I mean, they must have tidied it up at some point because. Five fouls in the opening eight minutes turned into 12 in the entire game. So I don't know whether the ref was just letting them away with more. It just shows you, again, it doesn't make a difference to say no, it. They'll just not. take a quick free kick and get yeah. on with it. They're used to it every single game. As soon as we we got the ball down and started playing football, Aberdeen couldn't live with us at all. Hayes was in for this game as well. He started the Forest, yeah. Um, and that was his best game. We keep saying this about Hayes, so he must be getting better. We keep saying this is his best game. That's his yeah. best game in a Celtic shirt. And that was his first goal. And I, I'm really happy for the guy because it was abundantly clear. It was dead obvious that he was desperate to impress for Celtic from yeah. the moment he signed. But it was just going horribly wrong for him on several occasions. He looked completely out of his depth at times. But I'm really happy for him that this is hopefully a sign that he's going to kick on. Now, we've... We're recording this immediately after the Dundee game in which he took a bad so one. Yeah, yeah, and we don't know at all the extent of that injury, so I can only hope that it's not a serious one because it would be really unfortunate for him to get that at this moment, just as he's beginning to settle into the team. It was a good goal, as the ground he made up, he got in there, yeah. a good sort of poacher's goal, mm. but he made up a lot of ground, but it was also, the, it was strange as well as the fans were still singing 67 in the heat of Lisbon, 67th minute, and Hayes pops up. He well, made wait, up wait, some wait, 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 Was it was that the 67th minute for the heat of Lisbon, or was that 69 minutes for the 69 <laughs> unbeaten run? It's oh, busy, there's a long run. It's a long run at Celtic Park. 69 was the, the Jags game they'd done, the, the, the run thing. Applause, yes. Well, Keaton Tierney scored in the 67th minute, sorry, in, in that game as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah. Ah, oh, because I've been waiting for that to happen. 
But no, I think it was well, very well, early on. There was seconds in it. Oh, it was, he got through in the 67th minute in a technicality. They all count. And Cham scored. Well, Lustig scored. Do you want to talk about the Lustig goal? Or? Well, Derek McInnes was a bit... Mm, it wasn't as dominant. It was dominant in the second half. But our two, first two goals were a bit lucky. The first one, a massive deflection. Hmm. Lustig. Nah, it wasn't going in, was it? <laughs> I don't, I don't so. know. Derek McInnes' actual quote was, they got a huge slice of luck. Derry McInnes <laughs> for the whole game not just that goal like yeah. his, whole, his comment on the whole game the two game. goals were lucky the, the second one bounces off the other but if you've got pish players that's what happens <laughs> his part after it was was verging on the Warburton material he had one shot on target the yeah. whole game well I, you know what seeing the first half I thought Aberdeen were actually alright I mm. thought they were decent uh, they had a good chance um, that Gary McKay even just put wide so that wouldn't have counted as their shot on target it was yeah. very close Craig Gordon had a decent save just after that uh, so I, th- I thought they were all right, but Celtic completely blew them away in the second half. Totally, I mean, it was one of the best performances of the season in the second half. I would yeah, say. it was as dominant as you'll get without creating a lot yeah. of chances. It was just as soon as the second goal went in, just passed them about, made them look silly. As much as we're talking about the, it was sort of coming of age of uh, Johnny Hayes and Cham. Really has, yeah. uh, I mean, we said a few weeks ago now that we're we have all full confidence in him he's going to become a massive player for Celtic and it's it started a couple of times he's looked really good and then fallen away a yeah. wee bit again but now I just you can't drop him now yeah, I, I just I just keep f- feeling the need to remind people of the age that Enchamas yeah, yeah. you know he's, he's it's, a, be, it's because he's a big a, a sign and you forget yeah. when you buy a player and you don't realise how young he is Adapting to a new lifestyle, adapting to a new environment in the league as well. I mean, he's but, not get kicked all the time. We, we can't, we can't have it both ways, though. I think sometimes with supporters, you want to see the club spend money on good quality players, right? So you know, big money for us is four million, but that's that's pennies from the likes of where Cham comes from. So you, four million gets you an Cham who's going to be inconsistent, who's going to need a bit of work. But then when he comes up here, we go, we spent four million on him. <laughs> we expect more than that. And it's hard for Celtic to sign proven quality guys at the age of like 26 and 27. That doesn't really doesn't happen. happen. So no. Celtic need to pick them up either long before that or just after, Which as is, we've seen with Comper. Yeah. Comper, who was on the pitch, the Thistle game. He wasn't able to get soaked with the spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he moved quick enough then, so that's uh, fair yeah, enough. Pacey. But a lot, of, a lot of people are saying, why are you buying like Chris Commons was saying, why are you buying him? And a lot of people are saying he was saying it because of his age. It was more, he said, he's, why are you signing him when he can't play in Europa League? But that doesn't... That whole opinion... Why not just improve uh, your team right now? Yeah, that whole thing for Chris Commons was silly, though, because he's... You know, why, why say... Well, hold on a minute, Chris. This isn't the only player Celtic are ever going to sign. You know, there is potentially to bring more guys in. There's nothing wrong in itself for bringing in somebody as experienced... Is that and, and Chris Commons need to, need to be careful about what he's saying about players whose best days are behind them and what because as far as I'm aware, I don't think is Chris Commons actually retired yet. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, no, he's, no, I, no, thought, no. I thought it was a bit harsh. The, the headline made out as if he said, "I don't know why Celtic are signing him." He said because of Europe was the reason. He, he didn't specifically say why are they signing this guy. He said it's a bit strange because he can't play in Europe mm. when we need players in for you. That's fine, but as we've said with other signings. Is he a better player than what you've got? Yeah, exactly. Probably. We'll get him in. Yeah. If Brendan Rodgers wants to play out yeah. from the back, this is the ideal guy. Left-footed, good experience, and he's played it at a good level his whole career. That's the only question for us, isn't it? Like we, the question is, is he better than what, what you've got? That's the only thing that matters. Is this guy coming in a yeah. better player than the one that's gone out? And on forum, 
looking at Boyata and Simonovic, the way they've been playing, aye, anybody could feasibly come in and challenge those guys for their place because they're not doing it. And he's only, we need to remember, he's only 32. He's That's not, not like the old days. Aye, this isn't the 60s where people have done by the age of I'm 29. older than that guy. Aye. And I forget sometimes who old I am, <laughs> having just had a birthday. And having heard him talk... Um, he says all the right things. He's not a big a big drinker. He's a Catholic. He's, uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> this is a direct so, quote. Did you see that? <laughs> I'm a Catholic. I'll be a good fit. Oh, yes, you will. Peter Law must be cringing oh. at that. <laughs> but, no, um, no, there'll be a t-shirt with that on it. But apart from the Catholic stuff. <laughs> him, him as compa is that thing in Brazil. And Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, but um, he, apart from the Catholic stuff, he, he did say all the right things. He, he appears of from the surface of things to look after himself. He's only 32. He's got an excellent pedigree in that he's played in two of the best leagues in the world, yeah. Italy and Germany. I mean, It'd bring him rough. in. As much as we... And again, he is a bit older than you would like because he's not going to have any sell-on value. All that stuff that people love these days. <sighs> but look at Colo Touré. He came in and did a great job. As much as people have forgotten about it now and are keen to brand that signing as a flop... Which is quite ridiculous, to be honest. I've I've seen these lists going around the Brendan Rodgers signings and Colo Touré is firmly planted in that flop thing because he didn't play. It's ridiculous. So there's that guy come in, steadied the ship, did an absolutely great job, and then his legs went, which is is fine. But he's a good bit older than Comper. And as much as we laugh at the Huns, Bruno Alves is their best defender. It doesn't really matter what his age is. Clint Hill did a job for them. Against David Weir. Youth doesn't necessarily bring you anything. I mean... Look at what did Svechenko? Twenty six or something. He's he been is, here since about twenty four. Ah, right? he's been here since he was about twenty four. I had high hopes for Svechenko, but he's 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 saft, hmm, as they would yeah. say in, in this neck of the woods. He's he's really soft, and that's really held him back, as well as a lack of pace and being frightened of the ball. <laughs> that that'll hold you back. <laughs> Apart <isn't> from it? that, <laughs> that that'll hold you back. He looks to be on the way out. So you know we're losing one, we're bringing one in who's better than. All you really matters is is he better than the one that's gone out? Really, it's. It's a it's it's a good move for us, and you can't go signing play not not for Celtic. You can't go signing players on the basis of they'll be useful in Europe because, mm. as much as I don't like to say it, that might be another two games. Yeah, yeah. it might be a maximum of two games. Hopefully, we not. have a treble to win, a yeah. team to improve, a league to win, plus every single individual other game. And everyone is crying out for centre-halves after the former Boyata and Suminovic recently. You can't go, right, we need a centre-half, desperately need a centre-half, we experience, we can do this, but no that one, <laughs> no that one, somebody else please. We want a young one we can sell on with experience. <laughs> but it just doesn't happen. That's well, the market Raphael, we're in. Well, it? Raphael Honigstein was on, was it on Sports Sound? Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, this. he was great last season for Leipzig, he really steadied the ship, he was a rock at the centre of defence. And then after they'd steadied their ship, they moved on and brought in a younger player. That was only six months ago that he was doing yep. that. And, and that is exactly what we need now. The club <laughs> have obviously done due diligence. The Lee Congerton talked about how he wanted him when he was at Mines, I think. Like at yours? <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That's a Christmas cracker joke there for you. <laughs> so we've obviously been, he's obviously had been scouting him at previous jobs a long time. So he's been following this guy. And then Compare said when he got to Brendan Rogers for breakfast, he knew what? about his diet. Did you want to hear this? No. World class oh, breakfast. World class. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Brendan Rogers for breakfast and Brendan had all the lactose free gear out what? because he knows he's uh, lactose free. <laughs> I, I never heard that. That's on yeah. you. Brendan Rogers must like that sort of thing because, you know, he's invited Scott Brown for dinner, he's inviting Compare for breakfast. He's like, that's how he got as well, took him for dinner. Did and, he? Uh, Told him about Raheem Sterling, phone Raheem Sterling, see how he developed. 
Did he? Yes. That's, a, that's actually a, a quite an interesting tidbit. Transfer comes and goings, that seems to be about it. Oh, wait. Mm. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I've been quite nervous on the podcast of the last couple of weeks about uh, just about the strange way that Dembele's sort of been in and out and, and Edouard's sort of risen through the ranks. Mostly out, hasn't it? Yeah. In recent weeks, anyway. And yeah. Edouard's been through the ranks, and I just thought, you know, that looks like we're trying to bring him up to speed, give him more game time. Um, and the logic for that was maybe Dembele might be on the way out. Christmas Day, we're all opening our presents. What did what did what'd you get off Santa? Brendan Rogers book. Did you? I got £1,000 cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked on Twitter and some sky, some sky guy had said um, Brent, uh, Mr Dembele had, was on his way to Brighton. There was a bid accepted for him, mm. £18 million. Celtic said that was, quote, nonsense. Said this to you during the game, Melly. Celtic are quite cute when it comes to this sort of thing because... Is Moussa Dembele moving to Brighton for £18 million? Nonsense. Now, there's a couple of things that could, could be nonsense mm. there. It might not be £18 million. It might not be Brighton. <laughs> you know, but there's a story... I, I definitely think there's a story there now. Stephen McGowan um, of the Daily Mail also ran a story today, as we record this, the 26th, about Brighton and Moussa Dembele. And, and Stephen McGowan knows things. He's one of the few journalists that actually seems to know what's going on. So, you know, Melly, if Moussa left in January, how would you feel about that? Uh, I'd be disappointed if he went to say Brighton mm. because I think he's much better than that. I said Brighton I don't think they've scored a goal from open play in about 8 games or something that's why they need Dembele I know but that, that, that shows to me you have a lack of strikers and a lack of service as well I think he's a much better player than Brighton I said it it's to you Stephen maybe in the group chat I said it Everton would be a good fit for him they need a striker they're a good team the problem with that, that is, was, I wouldn't uh, be that disappointed if he went to that. Well, the a reason team like that. the reason Everton came up was that I had said um, also in this group chat we we had a look at it kind of objectively. We looked at the current English Premiership table, and Brighton are doing all right. I mean, they don't score yeah. goals; they're sitting twelfth just now. But you look above that in the table, and you think, D- would any of these teams take Mr. Dembele at the moment for that kind of money? And that was the reason you threw Everton in, and I thought, Yo, yeah, that makes sense actually because they've not really got an awful lot up front. They've got a really unbalanced squad. I don't think it, I'd be disappointed because he's a good player. I want him to yeah. stay. I still think he could. He could give us a lot, and I still think he's got a lot to improve. He's probably getting this move on his reputation from last season mm. rather than how he's pushed on this season. I think the problem with that is, though, that Everton Everton and other teams like that have got enough money to go and buy players like Dembele from Brighton. And, and that that's what kind of happens in there. And it's always, I think the stage Celtic want to get as is, as you see, is where Everton come in and pay the top dollar for the Celtic player. You know, we're about to see Van Dyke move to either Liverpool or Man City for £60 million. I think Celtic want to get to the point where teams like that come in and pay the top dollar. Well, but I think, unfortunately... £25 million is top dollar. I mean, that's more than hmm. double our record now. And Brighton can afford that. That's That says enough in itself. But I'm just thinking that from my point of view, I want to keep the guy. But if he does go, I'd rather see him go to a team where he can push on and he's not going to be up there by himself. He might go from Brighton to another team after yeah. that. But if £25 million is the going rate, surely Everton or somebody about that level would be a better move for him. The other side of that, just being dick advocate for a moment, <laughs> yeah, forget, uh, the other side of the sort of eliminating the stepping stone argument would be that the thing is, these teams have got so much money that it's not really that big a deal for them. Yeah. Say, say Man City do go out and buy Virgil van Dijk, which would be a decent a decent thing for Celtic. They 
can afford to let him go and play for Southampton for a couple of seasons to see if he sink or swims in that league before they go in and sign him for ridiculous money anyway. So they might, say if you're Chelsea, who might have had a look at Mr Dembele in the past, they would probably be better served letting him go and play yeah. for a West Ham or something like that for a couple of seasons and then go and, just go and snatch what? him anyway. We've got Forrest banging in goals, we've got Sinclair banging in goals. You know, we've got other players buying it. If, if we're going to get some wet, some Robertson like to come okay. back If we're well, going to get yeah. some wedge for Dembele at the moment, then that's fine. I would be more worried had Dembele been in the team every week and it looks like a prized asset is going to go. But, yeah, but that's he, a bit short-term memory, but last season we were raving about this guy. Listen, about, listen I'm the guy, called I called him the, the goat. Exactly. I was encouraging people to get aboard the goat boat. Just because he's but, had a few injuries and he's not been in the team... People just tend to oh, get money for him. He's a great player. But Melly's going to leave anyway. He's so going to leave, yeah. It's either January or, or we're going to have him hang about for another six months not being interested. I wouldn't say he's not interested. He still could get into that France squad for the World Cup. So he's, he should be well within his rights to try and push on. I just feel as if people were right off players. You don't want to get too attached to players nowadays because mm. they will go. It's inevitable, as you say. But I just want to see him go to a team where I'm not that... Why would you go to them? I know it's money, I know it's a better league, but he should Stop be pushing Stop ruining on. Christmas, know, guys. Really. Stop. That's our Christmas <laughs> You're trying to sell this guy. <laughs> Plus, £25 million, brilliant. Who can we buy with that? Well, so many. We could buy four players at the level of Encham. But will we do that? have £5 million left over because I can't count. <laughs> do you think, um, do you think uh, the, the difference, Stephen, is having a player playing? If you look at Lee Griffiths, you know, they say the eyes of the master fat in the calf. If <laughs> you... <laughs> If you look, Lee Griffiths is playing, he's doing it, he scored today, he said, I'm the fucking man. Um, yeah. And he is a man. He is a man. Uh, do you think he'll he'll be a... If Dembele goes, do you think we're okay with what we've got? Uh, okay, certainly okay. Um, we've definitely got Griffiths and Eduard. But, I mean, Celtic have got enough players and enough good players and enough better players than the opposition to really do without most of the squad. But that's not really what you want to see not, and that's not how you want to work things. You could do without Scott Brown or Kieran Tierney, no. but you don't You don't want it. You want to always be having the best players available yeah. to you. And I don't want to lose Mr Dembele. Certainly not now. I'm realistic about it. I know he's going to go at some point, but would I prefer to get a whole second season out yeah. of him? You know what? You've charmed me. <laughs> I agree. That's how we ended up with Ronnie Dyla, was it not? Because we sold Van Dyke, Hooper, Wanyama and didn't really replace mm. them because we knew we're going to win the league anyway so we can get by in these players. And look where it ends up. You get beat by a shite Rangers in the semi-final. We'll do what you do. Get in good manager. Get in good players. When they go, replace them. But replace them with something good. This is a guy worth £25 million or whatever we sell him for. We can't go out and spend half a million on a guy and no. expect... We now need to... Even if we have to break our record, it doesn't matter Would because you you've made... With Edward, €8 million Euros apparently, which That's... is like, what's £8 million quid now? <laughs> the jury's still Cheers out. Brexit. <laughs> the jury's still out on Edward, really. He's had some cracking games and some... Not bad games, but just some... He's been fairly anonymous in some... I don't think... Well, the only one bad game he's had was when he started up front in a two with Mr Dembele and it didn't work at all. I think it was at home to Hibs. But other than that, he's, the crying game where he scored a hat-trick. But is it enough yet? Yeah. Is it enough to spend I mean, that you, kind you of money? Really, you, you've sort of, you have changed my mind. I've sort of spoke myself, talked myself out of it as we're going on. The idea with building a squad, with building a team, 
is you always want to keep getting better. Absolutely. You want to be adding to the Debellies, then Chams, and these sorts of players. You don't want to be adding in a cell and then two steps forward, three steps back, and repeatedly having to do that. But they also, it's at odds with the compel thing that we've already spoken about, that a lot of people would just sell Dembele because we'll hold money, we get money, yeah. loads and loads of money. But that's, you can't go... It doesn't right, make any difference. Yeah, we need players for Zenit, yeah. but also sell Dembele. So, Plus the money thing, people get distracted about the money thing. You know, we get 25 million quid in for Dembele. Are they going to fix my broken seat at Parkhead? Probably not. It's been broken since the first game of the season. That's it. See if we get 25 million for Dembele, 6 million or whatever it is, if Van Dijk does go 30 million, that will not all be spent in the team. I don't expect it to, but see if a big chunk of that was spent on three, four players that come straight into the mm-hmm. team and your team's better as a result, but it's really difficult to do that. Yeah. It'd be, it could be three, four guys on the same level as in Cham and there's no guarantee they will be good. Okay, let's talk about the Huttons game, man. <laughs> that's, all, that's the only reason we're here. That's what we're all looking forward to. Mark Warburton's second game in charge of Rangers against Celtic. What was the score? 5-1. Pedro Cassini's second game in charge of against Celtic. What was the score? Five in. <laughs> yep. This is Murty's. This is Murty's second game in charge. The last one was a draw. Fair play to him. Yeah. Absolutely fair play. But he's ditched the tracksuit for an actual suit because oh, he's a proper manager now. They love all that stuff. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, the, there's been a clip doing the rounds on Twitter about the Rangers TV commentary of their crushing defeat at Kilmarnock <laughs> and. That Tom commentator guy they, is they just, he's they, a cringy dad. Oh, they just they love this suit stuff. Oh, oh. look at him there, great brothers. Suited and booted, he is dispensed with the tracksuit. Never mind that he's wholly unqualified for the job. <laughs> yeah, at I, least he's at full mm, dignity. Dress for the <laughs> dress for the job you want. That's that's the slogan, isn't it? Staunch brown brogues, that's what you want. It's because Jimmy Bell comes in first day of work, there's your suit, get that on. <laughs> I polish your brown brogues, sir. Um, I expect Rangers to be on the end of another drubbing at Parkhead. All and the signs are pointing towards that. An absolute shellacking. Um, <laughs> shellacking. We've not been great, but they're pish. Mm. Like, really, well, really poor. As it stands now, they're just off the back of their second run of two defeats in a row in the last couple of months. Mm. They lost two in a row just now. They lost two in a row before they went on their record-breaking four-game winning streak. Giving Graham Murty the Rangers job is the cruelest thing that's ever happened in football. <laughs> that man is so <laughs> out of his depth. Is he, does he qualify for beleaguered yet? Now you get managers mm. who are beleaguered. He I looks beleaguered. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think that's us sort of getting a settled team. You, can, you could probably pick the team. The Aberdeen game... Brown, Armstrong and Incham in midfield absolutely dominated. I was quite surprised McGregor came in for Armstrong mm. today, but maybe it was just a bit of rotation. But for the Rangers game, I'd go back to that. Sinclair didn't start on the bench today. He's a slight knock, so mm, hopefully yeah. he's already should be okay. But him and Forrest on the wings, because I think Hayes probably should have been in my shout to start, yeah. bar this injury yep. today. And... Get him in for his if it's his last game. Dembele. Get him in. Oh. Get him in. They, they must be terrified of Dembele. Well, or Griffiths or Edward. Yeah. It, well, there's a real argument to be had now over who starts up front because Dembele on form, if you're going to decide things on form, doesn't deserve it. Griffiths does. Neither did Griffiths before today, but yeah, well, exactly. Um, so that's you can't really go on just. I mean, we said it last form. week. I asked you who's the informed striker. Yeah, we don't have one. Dembele played really well against Aberdeen he absolutely dominated he just didn't get a goal mm. whereas Griffiths didn't dominate as much today but scored so see to be honest with you Rangers Celtic Celtic Rangers at Parkhead it's, it's Dembele every day for me 
Yeah, but yeah. as again, as who's the best striker? Yeah, it's I've, Dembele. I've always maintained that I'm less interested in form than I am who's got the tools. Form to goes get, out the window yeah. these games. Who's got the tools on the day to get the job done? And that's that's Mr. Dembele every day of the week. But there's a there must be a reason he's only started one of the last maybe six or seven games. In all waiting for this one. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, maybe, it, yeah. it could be could be doing that old famous Sir Alex Ferguson trick. Did you hear that? Whenever a player had a bad game, uh, Gary Neville told this story. He would get Alex Ferguson would take my side and go, listen, I'm going to give you a couple of days off because I've got a big game coming up for you in a couple of weeks. And it was only until long after his career finished that he realised that was Alex Ferguson's way of dropping him. <laughs> the Paul Scholes one was the best one. Tell me. Well, they asked all the class in 92 what was the best reason they gave for dropping you in. He said to Scholes one day, it's a bit too hot for you out there. <laughs> I can appreciate this, that. He's told to me, listen, it's a wee bit too cold out there. I'm going to send out Lee Griffiths. Um, have you seen much of Rangers in the past couple of weeks? Uh, no, I, I saw the extended highlights on BT Sport of um, other broadcasters are available, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> unless you want to sponsor us, BT, against us. Um, I, I saw yeah, the highlights, but I fell asleep before before Kilmarnock scored their goal. So did Rangers. Yeah. Rangers actually <laughs> fell asleep. They were, they were so bad against Kilmarnock. Rangers' form picked up. They actually managed to win four games in a row, which is something we, we don't think we've done this season, Melly. I, mm, I don't know, anyway. We'll just, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I thought, God, Rangers are really coming into form as our forms done. And then, pretty much as soon as it was rumoured that he was getting the job, the arse has just collapsed right out of that team. Oh, completely. And to be failed by their ex-ace, oh. Chris Boyd, as well. Um, Did you see the picture? I put it up on Twitter. Did you see? <laughs> he is huffing and puffing and... I can't believe that guy's still a professional he, football. He is, as much as we slag him on here, I mean, everyone knows we love to. We, but we wheel out the impression again. No, <laughs> it's not, I don't have any fresh material. It's not. He's, uh, he's remarkable in that the guy just looks like a... I mean, it doesn't look anything close to a professional athlete, but he's no. still scoring. He's the second top scorer in the league. It's he's, amazing to me how he does manage it. He's And I, we were talking about it on the, on the group chat. It's like... He's only ever been that poacher. Mm. So that's all he's ever had to concentrate on. It's not like he's ever been pacey or ever been a winger or ever had to adapt his game. He's just a, a stinking um, goal it's, poacher. It's all up here. Aye. I'm tapping my tempo here. I'm just <laughs> a visual metaphor. Yeah, just like Every other league he's tried to play his trade in, he's failed dramatically. Mm. Down south, was in America. Oh, Turkey. That was a <laughs> I know what happened in Turkey. Do you want me to tell you a Turkey story? Kebabs. By all means. Kebabs. <laughs> Kebabs. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't getting paid. Um, and he oh, turned up, yeah. I mean, barely, barely less, he says, if you don't pay me by next week, then then we're, I'm leaving. And he didn't get paid. And he flew back to Glasgow and they phoned him. They're like, where are you? And he was like, I'm in Silverball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming back. Um, to be fair to Chris Boyd, though, and, and this is this is genuine, me being genuinely fair to him, to be performing at the level he's performing for a club like Kilmarnock, given he does media for everybody as far as I could tell and he's rubbish at it but he, he does it he must have some amount of cash in that bank after all the moves he's ever had and he's what age 30 odds four, now five, 34 30, yeah. 30 still to be bothered still to be turning up he's, he's wait a minute why are we talking about Chris Boyd I have no idea because he, he downed the Huns oh because he downed the, the Huns game. Um, the Huns are without Kenny Miller mm. Um, I just want to preempt the Kenny Miller chat because it looks like his career's over. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't. I just want to preempt this Kenny Miller chat. He's not had a great career. That's harsh. No, isn't he? How is it harsh? 
Take it easy. What is it, 37? You've just said Chris Boyd's fair play to me, still playing at top level. Kenny Aye, fair play, but Kenny Miller's... and still doing the exact same. And Aye. Kenny Miller adapted his game and got better as he no, got I'm older. No, I'm not hearing that. Kenny Miller isn't a Scottish football great, Melly. Now, that's what they wheel out when it comes... When it's apparent that his career's died. But Kenny Miller's a mercenary that'll pay for anyone that's given him the biggest paycheck. So so is most players. Nah. Right. Just because you, you hang about a long time doesn't make you a legend, in my opinion. Anyone, anyone else want to back me up on this? Uh, I don't can know. You name a play- Sorry, can you name a player that's still performing at his age in the same league? It has gone downhill now. But, I mean, in fairness, he, how many goals has he got in Celtic? And, exactly. and quite a we lot of them fairly him. recently as well, yeah. yeah. I never feared him. You might have feared him. <laughs> you always fear him. You were going to say you feared the Huns. Not, They're playing well. I'm not scared. I shot you down straight <laughs> away. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of that anymore. <laughs> Listen, let's get, back on, let's get back on track here. Mel, you said the team picks itself against Rangers. So, who are you playing at the back? Lustig, Azure, Boyata and Katie. Azure and Boyata Azure Azure Do you know who you sound like when you say Azure Gold member <laughs> <laughs> Like Ajax um, who, who are you playing in the centre of midfield Are you playing Armstrong or are you playing Cham uh, I play the two of them I thought McGregor's not been great recently mm, yeah. um, But he seemed to be playing Didn't play against Aberdeen And I thought Cham, Armstrong and Brown just absolutely a really dominated. horrible miss against Dundee The game we've just watched yes, We yeah. really should have played, should have played Mikey Johnson boy, yeah, no. Who incidentally had a really good game, I thought, um, coming in in not so great circumstances, coming off the bench for Johnny Hayes. I thought he, I thought he did all right. So didn't really miss Sinclair. As much as I'd like to have him back, I think you want your best players available at all times. It didn't really, I think he'd be all right without Sinclair if he it, it turns out he's out for a couple of weeks. He's saying we wouldn't miss Sinclair, but now we would because it need to be Forrest and Mikey Johnson against Rangers. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm, yeah. Hayes was fit, yeah, I really want Sinclair in against Rangers. You want your strongest team in against Rangers. Yeah. Because, might, sorry, it might not be in the best form, but if you're saying Celtic Celtic against the Huns, who's going to score against them? Scott Sinclair's in the top yeah. two mm. or three, isn't he? Even if he's not playing well, he scores in the big games, so you want a guy like that in. Brendan Rodgers' targets this season, he didn't divulge them all, but he told us one of them was European football after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Check. Yep. Tick. Tick. <laughs> um, he also wanted to be double figures lead at the top of the table come the new year. Now, that tells you all you really need to know about how Brendan Rodgers views this Celtic <laughs> team and everyone else in it. We're sitting now, a game in hand over the other teams, so they've all got a game in hand against us, man. Um, eleven points clear. Do you think we'll? Do you think we'll get over the line? Highly possible. I think we'll beat Rangers, so that will put us our three points. It just depends on whether Aberdeen play Thistle tomorrow night at the time of recording, and then they'll be playing at the weekend as well. So. It'll depend on them. I think we'll do our own bit and win our game. It'll just depend if Aberdeen drop points. And usually, when it's a wee bit of pressure on Aberdeen, they fold. So I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't back I, I honestly it. still can't believe Rangers are still clinging in there. I don't know what it says about that target being met or potentially met at this stage. That Celtic are quite a bit down points wise on this stage Was last it season. Eleven points. Yeah, or so? it's and a lot. still potentially going to be well yeah. within that. So I, I'd assume. If Brendan Rodgers is setting that target, he's not going to be planning for all these draws and, yeah. and getting gubbed off hearts. So I'm I'm imagining he's picturing a 18-21 point lead at this stage of the season. I think that's what he's after. Well, we expected a drop-off from last season, but we didn't quite expect quite the drop-off. Mm, yeah. I mean, losing the, the, the one game, fair enough. It was going to come at some point, but the amount of draws and the silly, silly draws at home... The Hibs one was to. a bad one. The two each with Hibs yeah, very recently was a yeah. bad one. The St. Johnson one where... 
Craig Gordon passed. Oh, what about Gordon today? <laughs> he got yeah. lucky. Yeah, Chris Sutton pointed that out because I thought everyone you missed it. Up, yeah. <laughs> there was a point. No, did that? Did that get called back for an offside or a foul or something? A foul. But there was a bit. As the, yeah. But the, the, the ball still broke to Greg Gordon, and he just slapped his big daft size tens at it, and it went straight to a Dundee player, only for it to get called back. And nobody noticed because the play had stopped. But he, he still did it, and Chris Sutton was like, that. "Look at that!" Yeah, Chris but, Sutton. He, <laughs> he doesn't miss much. No, doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't miss Stephen Craig much either. Or McCoy. Or McCoy. So that's um, that's that's this is the last podcast of 2017. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Can you believe that this podcast is is this the second third New Year that we've done? It must be the third. Yeah, so going into 2015. We started, 2015, yeah. we started. You know, don't let MDC say we never paid our dues. We were doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> when Ronnie Dyla was manager. Yes, we were. Oh, that was some brutal times on it. Oh. Any New Year's resolutions? Get better podcasting. Get better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good idea. <laughs> uh, and on that, we will leave it there. Thanks very much to everyone who listened um, and downloads and tells their friends and all that. Um, year on year, Melly, you're right. We are going to try and improve the podcast next year and do some new and different and interesting things. And um, we hope you enjoy them. Thanks for listening, and we hope everyone has a good Christmas and New Year. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. Do you need to do your hair that before we go? Yes. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.